Resorts will always offer accommodation as well, in which case people might refer to such locations as a resort hotel. Basically, the resort meaning that out of a hotel, but also more accommodation amenities and activities. I'm not letting this one go. Welcome to the Home Time Podcast. You're going to hear a lot. Uh, with this, this show that you're going to hear uh, in podcast form has been blighted uh, by correspondents from, <laughs> from your mate Toby. Um, my word, he's persistent. He's very passionate, and we'll get to this in the show at the tail end, in the final hour of the show with the film club. He's very passionate that Dirty Dancing is based around a hotel. OK, look, tell you what, let's, let's let them get the podcast going, and then I get the impression that a final text has come in it here, has. It has. and you can read his smoking gun out right at the end. Another text is good, so it's two more texts. Okay. Can you believe it? Our uh, youngest daughter, Baby Stella, four weeks old today. Time flies. Time flies, doesn't it? God bless her. So it's my third child, uh, third girl, so I'm outnumbered four to one mm. by women in our house. And I love it. I mean, I love being a dad of daughters. It's super cute. I love their little ways and all that kind of stuff. So I wouldn't change it for the world. But here's the thing, right? Whenever I tell people that I've got three daughters and a partner, obviously outnumbered in the house, the weirdest thing keeps happening. I've had four people consecutively in the past five days tell me the same bit of advice. And the advice is this. I need to get a male dog to balance things out. <laughs> I had my hair cut this morning in Leon C. The, the barber lady said, you need to get a male dog. Is that is that a thing? Is this a, like a, a common bit of advice, getting a, a dog to balance out the whole kind of uh, outnumber thing in the house? I've never heard it said before. Hand on heart, never heard it said. Isn't it weird? Like, um, friend of the show, good friend of mine, Melanie Gedroich, mm -hmm. National Treasure. She texted me the other day saying, Bush, you need to get a, a male dog. So this, I mean, and so as I say, weird. this is all now within within four weeks. Yes, you've had four people say to you, "You need to get a male dog." Yeah, because I mean, I, I would love to get a dog, but I mean, I, I've unsuccessfully tried to float the idea and get it through Congress <laughs> on a number of occasions. We've talked about this before. I would never. I've never heard that piece of advice before. Yeah, but I, I would equally never ever say to someone, "Don't get a dog." I would absolutely say, "Go and get a dog." See so what? Because I've said to Katie my other half a couple of times, it'd be nice to get a dog because just have someone like as a friend, just to spend some time with me, because no one else is interested. There's Here's the thing, right, OK? I'm not going to say this is going to happen, but you may fall out with Katie. You may have fallouts with all three of your daughters, even baby Stella at her four weeks old right now. You'll fall out in time. Have you got a camera in our house? <laughs> My eldest, the 12-year-old, is not interested in anything, I've got to say. You Literally nothing. You won't fall out with the dog. The dog will always be there for you. You walk in and the dog will be like... Hello, mate. Hello there, you want to talk to me? Because yeah. you know, How often do you get a how's your day been? Never. A dog, will, dog will ask you that, of course it in will, not so yeah. many words. <laughs> so it's just weird. If it was like a one-off, wouldn't, it wouldn't have even kind of registered in my mind. But this is the fourth person now on the trot in a week that suggested it. So just want to put it out there. First hour of home time this evening. Is this a legit bit of advice, getting a male dog to balance out this whole four-to-one outnumbered thing? Duncan has texted, 8 12, 15, uh, to text. Duncan says, you have to bear in mind, Bush, most male dogs have been neutered. Oh, right. So on a certain count, you will still lose. Do you know what? I, I reckon I'm not that far off that myself anyway. <laughs> we'll have a kinship, some shared experience. Uh, Craig says, I believe I'm not entirely sure it's true, though. I, I think male dogs tend to be closer to females, so it may be best, ironically, to get a female dog. Des, the decorator, says, think about it. In a few years' time, the whole house is screaming at each other. How many pubs are dog-friendly? You're welcome. That's good. I like that advice. Rob says, Bush, I feel your pain. <laughs> Wife, two daughters, and every single pet we've ever had is a girl. A male dog, though, would just push you one rung further down the list. And if it gets too crowded, you'll be having your tea out in the garden, not the dog. Uh, David, Bush wants to balance the house with a boy dog. Is this a thing? Yeah, well, it, well, it is a thing, yeah. And then lots of our friends advised it. And, um, well, I've got two boys. Uh -huh. and my, my wife feels outnumbered, of course. And um, so we've got a female dog. And um, 
for her, psychologically, it does balance stuff out. Yeah. Brett, what's the um, name of your, your female dog and how has it changed your family? Our female dog's called Miela, which is uh, Lithuanian for lovely. My oh. wife's Lithuanian. Oh, I like that. Fantastic. <laughs> what type of and, dog? Uh, and she's, she's a bulldog, an old English bulldog, and she's the, the calmest uh, factor in the house, let's put it that way. So it's been a bonus to your family then, kind of balancing things out then with uh, Miela, the lovely Lithuanian dog. Absolutely, absolutely. Love your careful choice of words there, saying that the female bulldog is the calmest person in the house. <laughs> she is literally. <laughs> Brilliant. Lovely to speak to you, man. Take care. Cheers, David. And you. Have a good one. This text says, I'm the only girl in a house full of boys. My other half and me have five sons. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even the dog is male. Just as well I like superheroes and football, it says. It must hum in that house. No offence. <laughs> uh, what about this? This is a curveball. Kirsty says... <laughs> Uh, get a, gr- a female African grey parrot. Oh. They usually bond with members of the opposite sex, and then she adds, attempt to murder the rest of the household. Oh, there you go. There you go. We've got Rachel on the line who's got a bit of an inside line on this. Is this a thing, Rachel? Yeah, so this is something that people recommend, and actually I have quite a few clients where they think it will solve problems in their family by getting a dog for that reason. Brit, so tell us exactly what you do. What is your, your line of work, then? Yeah, so I'm a clinical animal behaviourist, so oh, I deal wow. with dogs primarily who have behavioural issues, um, things like separation, aggression, that kind of problem. Um, And they normally come to me from like a vet referral, so they've had a full health check to make sure there's nothing underlying causing the problem in the first place. Wowee. And so, like like we say, with this work, if I'm outnumbered four to one, get a male dog, is that (laughs) going to work for me? Well, it's not going to solve that situation, but it may well keep you company and be a nice thing to have around. I mean, they are perfect for that, but it isn't going to do anything in terms of the gender imbalance in the household. OK, well, you'll sleep in the car with me when I've lost an argument, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the dog would probably love that. Interesting question. From, from I mean, We're two people here who absolutely love dogs. Uh-huh. In the situation that the Bush has with the, with the three girls, two particularly very, very young, is there a breed that you would say stands out the most that you would recommend? No, and that is one of the biggest misconceptions is that some breeds are better than others. Size-wise, that can play a part. So in terms of, you know, the really big dogs, actually things like a Labrador, which are lovely in nature and temperament, can actually be very bouncy and very big and knock over very young children. So smaller dogs might be better on that front. But in terms of temperament, there isn't really any that are particularly better with children than others. It's more about how you raise them than it is anything to do with their breed. Well, there you go. Keep an eye out for me on Belfair's Woods with a chihuahua and a handbag with a body warmer on. (laughs) If you do want a dog, let me know, because I've got some that are looking for new homes, so you can always get in touch and ask for one. Fantastic. Ending the call by dealing. <laughs> it's a Thursday, but it don't all feel like a Friday, doesn't it? Well, we've often said Thursdays are the new Friday. Welcome to the weekend on you, this show. You'd swear blind it was a Friday, but it's not. It's a Thursday. So because of that, you might be thinking to yourself, just finished work, uh, things so slowly getting back to normal, trains yeah. are busier, roads are busier. You might be thinking, I'm going to go down the pub after work tonight. Well, beware, because you might find it harder to get your bar snacks of choice. I could not believe this story when I read this today. There's been a cyber attack. Ransomware. 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 On KP nuts. First the energy prices, now our nuts. <laughs> what is this all about? Leave who us are, alone. Who are these villains that are targeting <laughs> KP nuts? So it means... 
Cape Nuts same. They are going to limit the size of their orders to retailers so they can manage the stock that they have because this ransomware attack is like crippled their IT and communication systems and could be early March when things get back to like normal. So the the Nuts Network is just up the swanny at the moment. The Nuts Network, your McCoy Crisps, no, Crisps yeah, as yeah, well. Same company, exactly. Oh, this is unbelievable. So here's the thing, right? It's going to get back to normal, and I, I you know I feel for these people. I hope they get this sorted yeah. quickly because we want our nuts back. We do. <laughs> we want our McCoys Give back. Give us our nuts back. In the meantime, Bush, other bar snacks need to step up to the plate. So you, what, you mean the snacks that might have been pushed out of the way by just having peanuts all the time? All exactly. The snack reservists need to be called upon. We need green goddesses flying down the streets with these things in the back. Twiglets, where are you? Yeah, only get a look in at Christmas. Exactly. Now it's your chance to shine, playing week in, week out. Get yourself a nice cold pint poured and then ask for some Twiglets. I'd go for that. What about a glass ashtray filled to the brim with Bombay mix? There you go. Straight out of the late 1970s. Another snack reservist that needs to be called up. Stuffed olives. <laughs> when I first started working in a bar, they had yep. four, again, glass ashtrays, yep. filled with stuffed olives. It was just it was just free, it was on the bar. With a little ramekin as well, I think, in these days of hygiene, with your cocktail stick. Back in those days, there was no hygiene whatsoever. <laughs> you just cleaned your teeth with it. So, look, whilst we're in this, this, this temporary moment of a shortage of nuts and crisps <laughs> for our bar snacks, what are the snack reservists that need to be called up, that need to fill that gap? Think about it. What do you want? Uh, Carly's texted something fairly unusual. She says they need to bring the fish man back. Hey. I don't know what happens in the local pub when she was uh, having a few drinks on the weekend. A fish man? A guy goes door to door selling fish? What are those little, the, the tiny little fish you get as a starter sometimes? Tiny little fish. Like an anchovies? No, no, that would be on a salad. Tiny little fish. Like they got white, li white bait. White bait. White bait, yeah. I'd have white bait with a pint. What kind of pub is she drinking if you get off his white very bait? very posh one. What's going on? It's on a slab, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about what I like there. With a bit of tartar sauce. That'd be good. Very, I mean, do like in East End pubs, they have like jelly deals as like a snack on the bar? Maybe. No, yeah. no thanks. I'll put you off a little bit. Uh, Mark says, if we're without our standard KP nuts, what about the bigger ones? So like your macadamia nuts, your walnuts. I'm not sure about that. No I point. I would classify them as nana nuts. <laughs> Not the kind of thing you're after. It's a Nana Christmas coffee table nut, not necessarily sat at the bar. I think that the chocolate's been sucked off that, and you don't want to go anywhere near it. <laughs> um, snack reserves, please. The army are mobilising and filling Green Goddess trucks up with it as we speak. Uh, bad news for you, Richie. Someone's just got in touch to say apparently KP own Twiglets as well. You're kidding. So your idea of getting Twiglets out there, I'm afraid they're gone they too. They were my first reserve. That's they're bad out. news. Get them back out the van. Well, some great ideas coming in. Mandy says our local pub would put out leftover roast potatoes on a Sunday. <gasps> Best bar snack ever. Think about it. It makes sense as well because they're salted to within an inch of their lives. Yes. You end up drinking more beer. Um, Gordon says bring back cheesy moments. Do you remember cheesy moments? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He says a killer snack. Fantastic snack, Ben. I haven't moved on from the, uh, the roast potato. A roast potato is basically a round chip, isn't it? It is. They're absolutely amazing with a pint of beer. Beautiful thought. Uh, right, uh, uh, Colin, uh, what are we calling up? Pickled egg, come on. Pickled eggs. Now, pickled eggs you would normally see, I guess, in a chippy. Yeah. I I've never had one before. Uh, do you think it's time for them to come back? This is their moment? You only ever used to have them after you've had a few pints at the pub. You go into the chip shop and have one, they just don't taste the same. So it's obvious, they must be in the pub. So, Colin, all right, let's think about this. You're sat at the bar, you've got a nice cold pint. How are you wanting your pickled egg presented? Are you, are you really imagining there's a jar of pickled eggs on the bar? 
on the bar. They try and get them out with a fork, preferably yep. a spoon, because they break up a little bit with a fork, especially the 10-year-old ones. <laughs> Health and safety nightmare. <laughs> but it would work. Uh, you got to give it a go. Try it on your board game night. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. <laughs> Not on ours, watch snow. Board games, great music and pickled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Colin. Here we go. Cheers, bye. bye. Cheers, mate, bye. Uh, so what bar snacks need to step up? People were suggesting fish no, earlier on. No, no, no. Uh, to try and clear this up, uh, Pete, what's going on, Pete? We have a cockle and muscle man that goes around the pub in Nottingham. Okay. Cockle and muscle man? I tell you what, some places in South End have got muscle men that go around, but it's nothing to do with eating stuff, that's for sure. <laughs> really, so you go door you to what? door, pub to pub, and then you, what, you, you, what, what, like, what format is the seafood in? It just comes in a little bag, you know, like a like a peanut bag, and then you put your salt and vinegar on it. It's all good. Wow! You should try it. Oh, I mean, I'm tempted to buy a train <laughs> ticket up to Nottingham and give that a go. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it's awesome. Goes better than the nuts. Dave thinks we've missed an obvious one. What is it, Dave? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't beat the old scampi fries with a splash of Vertibasco on. Oh, now, scampi fries, big part of being a kid in the 80s where, do you remember they used to have, like, um, family rooms with, like, horse brasses on the wall? Yes. You'd sit there and play a terrible Space Invaders game whilst your parents in the other room drinking. It's unbelievable. But scampi fries were, like, a big thing, and then they kind of disappeared, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, literally every time I go into a pub now, if the scampi fries, I'm having them. I can't have scampi fries mentioned without thinking my brother. My youngest brother lives in Miami. On the times he gets back over to the UK, yep. he will go into a cash and carry and buy like one of those great big hanging things of scampi really? fries and, and take it back. Take it back. I guess there's nothing like that in America. <laughs> nothing like it in Miami. And I tell you what, the, the best thing is, if you have them, you can sniff your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> what, no, but it's nice, it's a satisfying feeling. Uh, let's not go there. <laughs> Both very hungry here in the studios yeah. after an hour of bar snack chat. Thanks for your thoughts. Biltong just come in as well. Don't know how we forgot about Biltong. What? what? Biltong. What the hell's Biltong? You've never had Biltong. I don't, what, is, what is that? Was it a surf thing? <laughs> no, no, Billabong? no. No, no, no. But Biltong, I think, is a predominantly South African. It is very, very, very uh, sort of like tough dried meat, but it is so good. Like jerky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerky style. Wow, eh? Well, I didn't, never even thought about that. I mean, obviously, this, the whole thing this hour has been that uh, KP Nuts and some of their crisps are kind of off market at the moment because they've had Ransomware, a cyber attack, yeah. which is unbelievable. Uh, Ray Gray Snacks have, have tweeted, they're seeing this as an opportunity. They say, well, we don't need to give our, our game. We need to up our game as the uh, UK's number one pub snack. Maybe people should knock the nuts and crisps on the head and just stick with pork scratchings. Cheers. And they sent a photo in of their pork scratchings next to a pint of lager. Oh. Whilst the cat's away, the mice will play. Yes. It's time for the Hometime Film Club. Crowdsourced, curated movies for people who can't decide. So if you're having a, a night where you're going to watch a film but you can't get your head around what you want to watch, tell us the kind of film you're after or what this kind of background to it is. We'll ask our learned audience to come up with some great suggestions. So Pete and Helen have emailed us uh, this week, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk to get in touch. Here is their very specific situation. Uh -huh. The email says, uh, Boys, we're so excited due to a combination of lockdowns and young kids before that, we haven't been anywhere near a hotel for a weekend away for years... Until now. Aye, aye. <laughs> aye, aye. Aye, yes. Pete. Yeah. 
Uh, we've got a weekend away this weekend. So, what film are you all suggesting that we could watch while we're enjoying our room service in our hotel gowns and slippers? Movies with hotels in, please. We can't wait to hear what you come up with, Pete and Helen. Love that. So, after a, a movie this has got, like, a, it could be all based around a hotel or there could just be a fleeting bit of a hotel in it. Yeah, a key part, I guess, yes. For me, the best hotel themed movie and it doesn't have to be hotel themed but the best movie with a hotel in it it's got to be The Shining scariest movie of all time directed by Stanley Kubrick so many iconic things in it. a little kid going around on his trike in this big empty hotel um, I, I think it's genuinely the scariest film of all time. So they want to, although they'll be in a hotel, so it'll be quite scary. <laughs> it's not the vibe maybe they're <laughs> looking forward to for their weekend away after all that time. Yeah, the kind of romance w- won't really be there, but it's a brilliant film. Uh, so once again, I echo the words that you've said. It doesn't have to be a film all about a hotel. Could just be a fleeting one. <laughs> I'm going to name another one that's all about a hotel. <laughs> the Grand Budapest Hotel is one of my favourite films of all time. Hey, what's the director fella called again? Uh, that is... Craven. Yeah, oh, was, no, it's not John Craven. Wes, no, Wes, Wes, was, Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. I always get Wes Craven and Wes Anderson. What, the other one did, like, uh, Nightmare... Uh, Frankie, Frankie Goes to Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> We're both having a shocker, mate. Freddy Krueger. That's it. Nightmare on Elm Street. Grand Budapest Hotel Mine. Yours is The Shining. Films with hotels in, please, for the Hometown Film Club. Tom Corbett tweeting in between his movie. That is really not the vibe or hotel that I think Pete and Ellen are after. I've not seen that film, but I, I imagine it might wreck the romance a little bit. Uh, my friend Toby has just texted me this second saying, Dirty Dancing, classic hotel. Is there a hotel in Dirty Dancing? Um, I'm sure we did. No, this, that's more sort of like a... It's I'm, more like a camp, isn't it? I'm going to text him back and ask him what he's playing at. It's more like a camp. It's, it's more like a... I think it's... Producer Adam's never seen it. Uh, True Lies has a horse in the lift chasing a criminal. Arnie Schwarzenegger and Jamie Lee Curtis, says someone. If I'm, no, I'm just sorry, I'm going back to your mate Toby, right? Yeah. Dirty Dancing, that is more sort of like a, a Butlins, more like a Pontins kind of thing. That's not a hotel. Uh, so, Toby, if you're listening to this, text me back. Was Dirty Dancing more or less about he was just in a holiday camp, Pontins or something, Haven? Uh, right, we've got David on the line. Whilst Toby comes back to us on text... David, uh, what is your hotel movie suggestion, my friend? I think it was a Disney film. Dunstan checks in. He was a monkey. He used to go and rub all the guests in the hotel. <laughs> a monk- their bedroom window and rub their jewellery. <laughs> OK, so your suggestion for a good movie that's got a hotel in it is Dunstan checks in, so a, a, a film about a monkey that steals off people in the hotel. Yeah, I think it's a Disney film, I'm sure it was. Uh, I, I don't know whether it was Disney or not. It was 1996, quick check here. It's an hour and a half long. It's got a 5.4 out of 10 rating on IMDb. Not a going reference, that, is it? Dunstan the orangutan, a notorious jewel thief who has just arrived at a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shocker. Uh, we've got a bit of a side issue going on here with my friend Toby, who, who texted earlier on to say that his idea of a, of a great film with the uh, hotel in it is Dirty Dancing. And yeah. You're saying it's not... It's a like... resort, like a Butlins. Well, Toby's now texted back saying uh, there's a reception and a restaurant. Yeah, but <laughs> so do Butlins have that. Well, Wikipedia about Dirty Dancing says, in the summer of 1963, Frances Baby Houseman is vacationing with her parents, Jake and Marjorie, and her older sister at the upscale Catskills Resort. <laughs> yeah, I know, but Butlins is a resort. Toby, I'm sorry about this, mate. You have to text back in again. Just clarify further. Is that actually a hotel? It's 50 50 at the moment. Dirty Dancing, not a hotel movie. Stuart, what is, though? Uh, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, now, now, that's a good one. I can't remember anything about Home Alone 2. I remember Home Alone 1, so talk us through Home Alone 2 and why does this fit the bill? 
Um, well, uh, Kevin ends up in, in New York and uh, uses his dad credit card to stay in a hotel, which he meets Donald Trump in the, the foyer. He's yeah. got a cameo in the film. Um, and you've got Tim Curry as the hotel manager, who's absolutely brilliant. It's Tim. I mean, I'd say that's the role of Tim Curry's career. He is the man. Yeah, yeah. He, well, Tim Curry's genius in most things, but uh, but yeah, he's really good in that as well. Fantastic shout. Another one on the list. My friend Toby's now texting. <laughs> Come on! I've got an ongoing conversation with him on text about Dirty Dancing. He's still fighting his corner saying it's a hotel film. He says uh, it's a hotel with rooms around the main complex. <laughs> <laughs> Enough now. We're not accepting it, Toby. I think Toby knows. Uh, Kenny, what's your hotel film? Fourteen zero eight. What's that? It's got it's got Samuel Jackson in it and John Cusack. It's about a writer that stays in a haunted hotel room. <laughs> okay, now I, I don't I don't want to cause controversy here, but I would say every film I've seen John Cusack in has been appalling. <laughs> Do you know it's it's Absolutely not great? Absolutely appalling. Samuel Jackson makes it better. Okay, that's a good point. Uh, we do like to have a look at an IMDb rating. Six point eight is way more sus- um, respectable than some of the ones we've already suggested. Particularly the one about the monkey that's staying in the hotel all the time. Dunstan's done a pillow, whatever it's called. Yeah. You've seen that the monkey one, right? Yeah, it's pretty poor. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're ruling Dunstan out. Thank you for that. At the, uh, the very least. No problem. We've got a lot of business to sort out before we kind of uh, hang get our coats on this evening. We do, we? we do. It's been a very, very busy hometown film club tonight. Your uh, your hotel suggestions for Pete and Helen uh, offer their uh, weekend away, first time in years in this hotel. Uh, what are we going with? Do you know what? My friend Toby's been so persistent on text. I think we're going to have to bow to him and say, "Let's do Dirty Dancing." <laughs> we can't, we can't, we <laughs> it's can't. a hotel movie. Literally, just him. Literally, it's <laughs> not. We've established it. We can't do that. Pete and Helen have a fantastic night. Enjoy the film. What a disgraceful end to the show. Right. <laughs> okay. Let's 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 see if Toby wins this. He goes one further now. So we, we've recommended the film, as you've just heard in the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So he has kind of won a little bit. He, he goes one further. He says, uh, in a text, resorts will always offer accommodations as well, in which case people might refer to such locations as a resort hotel, inverted commas. Basically, the resort meaning is that of a hotel, but with more accommodations, amenities and activities. He adds, pointedly, I'm not letting this one go. <laughs> <laughs> we got that vibe already, mate. <laughs> 